Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody out there in West Georgia, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. As always, I am your host, Richard Holdridge. Happy to be here on a Monday, April the 5th, and we have got a jam-packed show, including the NCAA Men's Championship game tonight, Gonzaga versus Baylor. I cannot wait for that game. We had opening day over the weekend. Who has been impressive so far and who has been disappointing? And we're going to talk about the acquisition of Rajon Rondo to the Clippers. And could that equal a championship for that other team from L.A.? All right, I do want to talk about the final four games over the weekend. I happen to watch both of them. Of course, the Baylor-Houston game. Baylor was just dominant from start to finish. But that Gonzaga-UCLA game, in my opinion, was the greatest NCAA tournament game I've ever saw. I'm comparing that to the 92 Duke-Kentucky game. What a finish. That was the craziest finish I ever saw. It was definitely the greatest finish. So here's a scenario. I mean, both teams are going back and forth. UCLA is an 11th seed. They're not supposed to be there. And they are just clawing and surviving and advancing. And they're entering their third overtime game in the tournament. They're going up against Gonzaga, which is the best team in all of college football, undefeated. And here's a scenario. So UCLA, they tie it up with 3.3 seconds left to go. Jalen Suggs, he takes the ball in all the way. Jalen Suggs, with 3.3 seconds left to go, Jalen Suggs hits a bank shot game winner. And Gonzaga wins the game 93-90. to Now, he was a huge impact in this game from the offensive and the defensive side. He had a big block as well. It was just one of those games. Johnny Juzang for UCLA, talented guard. He had 29 points. He actually attempts the shot, gets his own rebound, puts it in, and we're all tied up at 90 to 90. I'm thinking this game's going to go into a second overtime. Nope. Gonzaga wins it on a bank shot three by Jalen Suggs, and that's going to translate to the NBA. I think Jalen Suggs is going to be projected to be the number two overall draft pick. He is a talented point guard. Him and Cade Cunningham are going to be difference makers in the NBA next year. And I think that Gonzaga is going to win it all. They could be the first non-football school since Marquette in 1977 to win the NCAA Basketball Championship. Now, one of these teams, Baylor or Gonzaga, is going to win their first ever NCAA Championship. And this will be the second year in a row where we don't have traditional blue bloods in the championship game. Remember 2019, Virginia and Texas Tech going up against each other. You know, where's your North Carolinas? Where's your Kansas? Where's your Michigan State, Duke? We don't have that this year. Even Villanova, which has been an upcoming team as of late. UConn, another team with multiple championships. But now we're going to finally have a team that has never won an NCAA championship. Baylor got close. They reached the championship game in 1948. But the Baylor Bears, who won the Big 12 for the first time in over 50 years, 
they're starting to become a team to be reckoned with and they're a young team and they have got a lot of they've got a lot of spirit and they're led by their talented guard Jared Butler who's also projected to be a lottery pick and they defeated Houston 78 to 59 over the weekend that was the first game in the final four and there was just too much Baylor Houston was just going up against a powerhouse Houston's a great story I was glad they made it to the final four for the first time since five slamma jamma but Baylor is going to take on Gonzaga, and this is what we wanted as college basketball fans. The two teams left standing, number one and number two in the country. They've been all year, and it is going to be exciting. I cannot wait for them to crown a championship and to play that song, One Shining Moment. I'm just excited that you know college basketball was able to return after the pandemic. And now we move on to baseball. We move on to the Masters. We have that this weekend, and it is going to be great. I do want to talk about baseball a little bit. Some of the teams that are big winners, the San Diego Padres, 3-0, they were dominant. So those key acquisitions made all the difference in the world. As So they swept the Diamondbacks over the weekend, and it's paying off. Those big acquisitions of Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr. The San Diego Padres are a team that can compete with the Dodgers. Of course, the Dodgers took two out of three against the Rockies. Clayton Kershaw was the opening day starter. He wasn't that impressive. But the team that I'm very disappointed in is the Atlanta Braves. They got swept by the Phillies. Once again, the offense was non-existent. They did get... A solo shot from Travis Darno to tie it in the seventh inning, but the Phillies end up winning two to one. And Zach Wheeler in the second game was outstanding. And the Braves could only muster one hit. So this team that was an offensive firepower last year has yet to awaken. And thanks to a Pablo Sandoval pinch hit home run in the first game. That game wouldn't have been competitive. Is the starting pitching the problem? No, not really. I mean, Ian Anderson had a great outing. He pitched five innings and gave up one earned run. Max Fried had a great outing as well. He had a shaky first inning in that first game. And, of course, the Phillies have been an underachiever, and they're hot off the gate, 3-0. So the two teams in the National League that I'm impressed with are the Phillies and the Padres. In the American League, the Houston Astros, after sweeping the Oakland Athletics. And of course, I knew this was going to happen once you bring fans back into the ballpark, that the Houston Astros are going to get booed. And that's exactly what happened. They don't skip a beat. They lost George Springer to free agency. They lost Garrett Cole, but they are still a great team. And they got a great manager. Dusty Baker is an underrated manager. He gets his players to play for him. And that's what's impressive. And baseball is back, and I am excited. As the Houston Astros, 4-0 out the gate. What can you say about the Houston Astros and what they have done? The Sunday night baseball game, it was very interesting because Shohei Itani for the Los Angeles Angels Anaheim threw a 101-mile-an-hour fastball, and then he belted a 437-foot home run in the next inning. Shohei Otani is going to be the difference maker for the Angels. Of course, Mike Trout is the MVP. 
But baseball is back. I am excited just to have baseball return. All right. So this weekend, we have a tradition like none other. I can't really say it in my Jim Nance voice. But you have the Masters, Jordan Spieth, you have Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy. Yes, there will be no Tiger Woods. Of course, he's recovering from his car accident. But the Masters is just one of those tournaments where it could survive without Tiger Woods. The Masters has been a rich tradition in Augusta for many, many years. It's one of the sporting events that I would like to go to in my lifetime. Here in Georgia, that would be great at least to see the par three tournament or the practice round on Tuesday. But it is going to be great. I'm excited that the Masters is back in April. And that was not the case last year. They had to move it all the way to November. And right now, the favorite is going to be Brooks Kepka. He is the best golfer in the world. All right, congratulations to the Stanford Lady Cardinal for winning their third NCAA Women's Basketball Championship. They have not won an NCAA championship since 1992. A great win over a Pac-12 opponent, Arizona. Arizona got a huge upset over UConn over the weekend. That was the biggest upset I've seen in women's basketball since UConn was upset by Mississippi State a couple years ago. But Stanford, great job. Tara Vandeveer, a legendary Hall of Fame coach, finally gets another championship. And the Stanford Lady Cardinal are back on top where they belong. It's been a very long time. This has been a rich, traditioned, historic women's basketball program. The fact that they have not won a championship since 1992 is shocking. But good for them. Glad to see another championship in the Bay Area. Yes, this counts. They had a very long run last decade with the San Francisco Giants, Golden State Warriors, San Francisco 49ers making it to the Super Bowl. San Jose Sharks winning the Stanley Cup. But Stanford Lady Cardinal winning the championship. Yes, that counts. All right, moving on to the National Basketball Association. The Los Angeles Clippers defeated the L.A. Lakers 104-86. The Lakers are just going to be shorthanded for a while. LeBron, Anthony Davis, they are still out. How far are the Lakers going to fall in the standings when they come back and they're healthy and they get ready for the playoffs? The Clippers dropped the Lakers to fifth in the Western Conference a half game behind the Denver Nuggets, and they're a half game above the Portland Trailblazers. We'll see how it goes. The Utah Jazz are still the best team in the Western Conference. And the Atlanta Hawks, winners of three straight, win over the Golden State Warriors 117-111. to And Clint Capella and Danilo Gallinari lead the way. The Hawks, right now, as it stands, are the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. They won despite 37 points from Steph Curry. And the Hawks were playing a little shorthanded, but the Hawks had Danilo Gallinari, 25 points off the bench. The acquisition of Lou Williams has been huge, 15 points off the bench. And with a cold night shooting by Trey Young, only 3 of 11 shooting, it was Clint Capella with 24 points and 18 rebounds. And the Atlanta Hawks are now 26-24. and 24, And they will take on the New Orleans Pelicans on Tuesday. Looking at the schedule, they have a pretty easy schedule until they take on the Milwaukee Bucks on the 15th of April. That game will be on TNT. And that will be a test to see if the Hawks can take on a very good opponent in the Eastern Conference. 
that would be a test for them if they want to make a big playoff run. I still think they can make it into the second round, but we'll see how the Atlanta Hawks do this season. They're looking great. The Bulls defeated the Brooklyn Nets 115-107 to to snap a six-game winning streak as Nikolai Vujacic, the recently acquired from the Orlando Magic, chipped in with 22 points and Zach Levine had 25 points. What is going on with the Brooklyn Nets? They're still the best team in the Eastern Conference and with the acquisitions of Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, they're going to have nights like this where they don't show up and they're still playing without Kevin Durant. James Harden did not play in this game as well. And the Brooklyn Nets are going to have nights like this. When they get everybody back, I think that the Nets can rival the Lakers or the Clippers. Right now, the acquisition of Rajon Rondo is the difference maker for the Clippers. And I think that their talks that the Clippers may sign Boogie Cousins, the Clippers can take on the Lakers if both teams are fully healthy. When you have a healthy Kawhi Leonard and a healthy Paul George, you have bodies to throw at LeBron. All you have to do is slow LeBron down. If you slow LeBron down, if you find a way to neutralize Anthony Davis, you can beat this team. LeBron has been beat before because he had players like Andre Ugodala who won NBA Finals MVP because he guarded LeBron. So it can be possible. As NFL free agency continues and the latest mock draft has got the San Francisco 49ers selecting Trey Lance now, I'm just impressed to see who the Falcons are going to get. Are they going to get a quarterback to take on? Are they going to get a quarterback to compete with Matt Ryan? Are they going to get the best athlete in the draft? In my opinion, Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. The latest mock draft, the latest 2021 NFL draft. I'm just going to do the mock draft for the first 10 picks. No surprise, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence, number one. And why not? He is the best prospect to come out of the draft since Andrew Luck. He is one of those players that is able to to change a game and the Jaguars who don't have a lot of help they trade away all their best players they're going to have nothing but draft picks that is the type of quarterback you want to work with new coach Urban Meyer that is going to be a great combination for years to come Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer and he's a, a southern kid so it's a good fit for him to be in Jacksonville. No surprise that the New York Jets will be taking quarterback Zach Wilson. And he is one of those quarterbacks that's got a big arm. He's not going to be a superstar, but he is an upgrade from Sam Darnold. And the Jets need a flashy quarterback. They need somebody, especially in the New York market, when you have all these sports teams and the Jets were just terrible on offense. I really wouldn't go this route. I really would keep Sam Darnold and draft Kyle Pitts. You need to give weapons to Sam Darnold. I think it could still work with Sam Darnold, especially with a new head coach, Robert Salah. But this is the can't-miss pick for the New York Jets. Zach Wilson is the pick right here. And of course, the San Francisco 49ers, some of the mock drafts have them picking Justin Fields. This latest mock draft has them picking Trey Lance. We have not seen a lot of video on Trey Lance, but he does have a big arm. He is athletic. And he is a type of quarterback that can work in Kyle Shanahan's system. So I think that Trey Lance would be a good pick. Either pick they, they draft, even if it's Mac Jones. I honestly feel that that will be the starter week one. Jimmy Garoppolo more likely will be traded. They're talking about him possibly being traded for a first round pick. So we'll see what happens there. 
In this mock draft, it's got the Atlanta Falcons selecting Kyle Pitts. That's a good pickup for the Falcons because Matt Ryan could still play. The Bengals, they got drafting Panay Sewell, and that is the best offensive lineman in this draft. you got to get protection for Joe Burrow and get that offensive line. They have Jonah Williams already. You could put Panay Sewell on the other side of the tackle. Jonah Williams can move to right tackle. Panay Sewell can be your left tackle. And now you have your two tackle positions solidified for years to come. All right, the Miami Dolphins, the number six pick, and it looks like this draft has got them picking Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle from Northwestern. And are you going to continue to build around two attack of Ilova? I think that they're going to still give him a shot, and that is the right decision for the Miami Dolphins. At number seven, the Detroit Lions, they're going to get a wide receiver right here. They got them picking Jamar Chase. Jared Goff needs a weapon, especially after losing Kenny Galladay to free agency. Either one of those three wide receivers could be a difference maker. Jamar Chase from LSU, Devonta Smith from Alabama, and Jalen Waddell from Alabama. But this draft has got them taking Jamar Chase. At number eight, the Carolina Panthers are going to select a quarterback here. Justin Fields could be available, but they could get Mac Jones if the Falcons select Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Either one of those quarterbacks could go here at number eight. The Carolina Panthers are going to take on, they're going to take Justin Fields. And the Denver Broncos also need a quarterback. If Mac Jones is available, don't be surprised if the Broncos take Mac Jones. But this latest mock draft has got them taking Jeremiah owusu Kamora, the linebacker out of Notre Dame. And then finally, the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to take a cornerback here, either J.C. Horn. This draft has got them selecting J.C. Horn, the South Carolina cornerback. But I still think that they could draft Patrick Sertain. Caleb Farley, that would be a reach. But those are the two best cornerbacks, Patrick Sertain and J.C. Horn. Those are the top 10 projected picks for this latest mock NFL draft. Of course, the NFL draft is April 29th. That can be seen on TV, on ESPN, and the NFL Network. And I am excited to watch the draft once again. Okay, so over the weekend, they they released the trailer for Space Jam A New Legacy. I tell you what, I'm excited about this movie. I don't think it's going to be a sequel to Space Jam. It looks totally different. Of course, everything's computer generated now. But just looking at the trailer, it's going to be exciting First of all, the Looney Tunes, are are they still relevant? I mean, my kids don't watch the Looney Tunes. But it's going to bring back a lot of nostalgia for the people that like Space Jam. And it's got a different twist on it, especially with LeBron James. And it, it was pretty good. And that comes out in theaters and on HBO Max July the 16th. That is one of those movies where I'd watch it, but... I'm not sure if I'd take my kids to watch it because I don't know if they would be interested in the Looney Tunes portion of it. But they do have a lot of other new characters as well. And they go into the whole computer generated thing. I mean, it's it is what you get. I mean, hopefully it's not as disappointing as a new Captain America, but it should be fun. And I can't wait to see it that is all the time i have on the show remember i do this show once a week now i do want to thank all my listeners 
that have liked and subscribed to my podcast. Remember, you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Casts, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, you name it. You can download it on your phone, your Apple, your Android, your T-Mobile Sidekick, whatever you whatever you have. You can even listen to it on your Apple Watch. I'm really, really excited that I get to do the show once a week because I can actually add more content to the show and it's going to sound great. Make sure that you tune in to next week's show and I hope that everybody has a great day. Enjoy the rest of your week and I will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.